minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast, the podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus and Brady Lining. Because, hey, we play it by ear. Always, Very always much love, so. I always love that part. Uh, the great... Matt Vaughn on uh, vocals of our intro. We welcome you to episode 110 of the Play by wow. podcast. Yeah. How about that? How about that? I'm Eric Fiscus. And I'm not. <laughs> All, right. All right, Chevy. Chevy. Uh, my compatriot Brady Liming is with me. Hello. I bid you a good morrow and a good night. Uh, apropos with the British accent, with the the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. Ah. Yeah. I, you know what? Oh, like seriously, I that all we've been in, inundated with all things royal, and even in my um, little blurb that I put out for Facebook, where I made reverence to royal nonsuch. Which is actually a Huckleberry fan reference, but that that right. can't be accidental. It's got to be ingrained into my psyche from uh, from sophomore English class, or was that freshman? I don't know. That would be sophomore. I'm I'm not sure. I read the book either way. Freshman, sophomore. Really? No. Great expectations. Huck fan. Whatever else. I I, I don't know that I read any of them. I was a, I was able to fake it till I made it. So, yeah. <laughs> you f- 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 <laughs> fade, fade it till I made it. Fade it, to, yeah. Like I'm trying to think. I I kind of got a little bit tongue tied there. I I didn't want to accident. I was going to try to um, rhyme it with muck, but then that would have gone poorly. <laughs> so I had to catch myself at the last second. Uh. Uh, no, because my general opinion, and I hope Miss Wilson's not in the room because I'm, I'm going to say this, and I will. Uh, if anybody who's in the room that's not Miss Wilson says I said this, I will deny it. But my general opinion of conversations and discussions about novels and such uh, really goes back to that scene from Back to School, 
the uh, Rodney Dangerfield movie from the mid-80s. Yes. So for those of you who are not familiar, Rodney Dangerfield's character is rich. He's so rich that I guess he wants to stay around his soul. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And meanwhile, let's talk about our upcoming topics, Eric. I'm no, going to give you an exit off the highway. I'm, I'm, I'm brave. I'm going to continue this. Miss Wilson, please do not be offended. So uh, Rodney Dangerfield's character goes back to school because he's rich and he wants to kind of live the college life with his son uh, without really doing any of the work. So he hires all these different people and he has like he has four or five dorm rooms together in this big suite. And he has all these people working on his different projects and papers and such. And uh, one of those papers uh, was on Kurt Vonnegut. So he hires Kurt Vonnegut to write the paper. <laughs> so uh, part of the part of the story was like a romance between he and Sally Kellerman, who, by the way, was the original Hot Lips Houlihan in the MASH movie. She was so, the English professor in the movie. She was. So uh, they get into this big fight and uh, she kind of knew that he was hiring people to do his work. And as the uh, zinger at the end of this little argument they had, she says, by the way, whoever you hired to write that paper on Kurt Vonnegut doesn't know the first thing about Kurt Vonnegut. And I'm paraphrasing. So the next scene cuts to, and I'll tell you what, Vonnegut, I'm not going to pay you for blah, blah, blah. So, uh, you know, present company excluded. <laughs> Generally, literature teachers have these discussions about meanings and novels and such that I'm not sure that really are the meanings that the author intended. And then they try to pass them off as being the real meaning. Again, present company excluded, Miss Wilson. She would never do that. She would never do no, no. So uh, yeah, that w went way off on a tangent there. She she's she's giving me the silent treatment now. She's not commenting <laughs> on any of that. Like I said, I I, I dearly love you, Miss Wilson. You're one of my favorites. So I do not mean you, but uh, I have uh, encountered a fair number of uh, those sorts of people in my college career. Let's just put it that way. So uh, while whilst I retrieve my foot. <laughs> from my, my mid-gullet. My mid-gullet. I <laughs> did go so far down, it's near my anus, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right, Howard. I don't get no respect. That's no respect. It's probably what Miss Wilson's saying right now. Um, so uh, if you're in the room, if you have not checked in, please do so. Savannah's with us. Maxwell's with us. Maxwell. Uh, the aforementioned Miss Wilson is with us, still giving me the silent treatment. I won't feel better until you comment. You can call me whatever you want. Just comment so you're not giving me the silent treatment. <laughs> uh, Becky with Becky. us. Uh, hello, Becky. Been a while. Been a while. All right. So uh, moving on, Brady, uh, retrieve me from this cesspool I'm in here. Yeah. Um, don't forget that next week is the Brown County Fair. It's the Brown County Fair. And Eric, I'm... Um, I might be making this up, but um, we'll be thinking about possibly taking the week off because nobody or these parts will be around to listen. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, well, we we've discussed that. We've, I, we 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 discussed several different things that may include taking a week off, but uh, we'll let you all know. Yeah, um, you'll have to go to the Brown County Fair and get your 
your fries and your stuff and your pachyderm external auditory meatus. And of course, the ever popular pork tender groin. The tender groin, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, Miss Wilson. That's why I loved your uh, discussions because you were you were good with that. She says, uh, "I didn't," and I always said, "If you can give me proof from the text to support your opinions, I accepted it." Yes. Uh, not all college professors are like that, however. It's, it's no. their way, like regurgitating what you're what you're told, but. Uh, Again, moving on. Yes. Visit our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. And uh, we'll talk about that as we go along here uh, at various points in the show. Uh, if you've not been with us, uh, we have topics that we bring to the table, each of us. We have not discussed said topics prior to the show. Organic discussion. Uh, I always say uh, 20-ish minutes. You know, really, since there's two of us, I don't even put a timer on us anymore. It's just like, okay, we'll we'll discuss a topic till the topic is exhausted, and we'll move on. But uh, till the deceased equine has been properly flagellated. <laughs> Did you say flagellated or flagellate? Flag. <laughs> Did you say ute? Utes. <laughs> All right, we are in the order on the screen in which we will present our topics. Brady will be first. I will be second. Mr. Liming, take it away. I shall, I shall. So, um, I got to thinking, it's fall, it's beginning of school, and what brought this topic on was I got to thinking about um, my alma mater that I graduated from, Moorhead State, and I was telling somebody about like walking by the music building, there was a piece of graffiti that stayed there for years <laughs> that just simply said, a lobster is a lobster is a lobster. And I, I mean, I mean, what more can you say? What more can you say? And probably somebody that got out of philosophy class. And um, anyway, I, I'm, I'm just saying it's like, they probably came out of philosophy class and wrote something down because they were feeling inspired. But that got me to thinking about graffiti in general, that people have had a um, chance to snap a picture or document a piece of pithy, humorous, or downright funny graffiti. We've all seen them, right? Sure. Now, we are keeping this TV... 14. So I will not be diving into any um bluer aspects of graffiti. Is that all right with everybody? Good with me. That's our standard TV 14. Yes, it is. Um we'll start off with something simple because a lobster is a lobster is a lobster. Let's go succinct. One that just said Humpty Dumpty was pushed, man. <laughs> could have been did anyone ever investigate that crime i i don't know i mean there seemed to be um there seemed to be a lot of triaging between king's men and equestrian team and they could not reassemble mr dumpty um <laughs> so, so you know i always uh or, or often i will reference one of my favorite comedians, Gary Goldman. <laughs> and he has a uh, bit on Humpty Dumpty. And 
he says, first of all, if your last name is Dumpty, why do you name your child Humpty? <laughs> Don't know. And <laughs> he falls off the wall and all the king's horses and all the king's men. So why are the horses involved in this little operation? They don't even have thumbs. What what use are they in the, all this? <laughs> <laughs> why why not call? I mean, uh, you could have called a veterinarian or an ornithologist that would have more experience in eggs and reconstructing them. But anyway, so uh, Miss Wilson makes a good point. The Humpty Dumpty graffiti was on a wall. Oh. It had to be. Yeah. That's a great thought. There you go. So it's even deeper than what we thought. Yes. I I mean, it certainly wouldn't be bathroom graffiti. (laughs) They're thinking about another kind of dumpty. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. That, that, that was too easy. My bad. Um, all right. (laughs) Um, employees must wash hands and I waited and waited and finally washed them myself (laughs) (laughs) underneath of the sign (laughs) (laughs) nicely played nicely played so you can see what you can see the kind of uh kind of vibe we're getting like i said it's not the base limericks you know th- there was not a man from peru in these it-, it was like um kind of like i said pithy showery thoughts not all so, of them so so could you stick your head out of the bathroom and say hey who's gonna come wash my hands <laughs> the sign says employees must wash hands <laughs> yeah it's kind of like where they change the signs where um People were parking at the sign that said fine for parking. They said it was fine. (laughs) Uh, Howard brings up a good point. Uh, He is named Humpty so people can do the Humpty dance much better than the Dumpty dance. (laughs) I think I've done the Dumpty dance a few times myself. uh. (laughs) Um, All right. There's one, and this is kind of a hall kind of thing, but under the elevator out of order, scribbled underneath was try the one across the street. (laughs) (laughs) which is anyway um i'm (laughs) i get just enough exercise by pushing my luck (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) million of them take my wife please (laughs) um so howard brings one to the table here this I, i hope we're not taking any of your thunder here or she's stealing your thunder but the sign says no shirt, no shoes, no service. Does that mean you can shop sans Sana. pants without your pants? Yeah, it'd be kind of like um, animated dogs and cats. The, the ones that, you know, they wear a shirt, but you never see them wear pants usually. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. The, the dumpty dances for when you have irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> very well played here's one always be sincere even when you don't mean it (laughs) yes the oxymoron within the uh, graffiti yeah 
um, <laughs> wet paint and in parenthesis, this is not an instruction. <laughs> I had to think about that one when I read it. Okay, just a a side question here. Parenthesis. Parentheses. Parentheses. Uh, parentheses. Um, no, I was just kind of being funny and by saying parenthesis on my way to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, raunt. Okay. <laughs> it says it was written in a bakery. Cupcakes. Or it says cakes, 66 cents. Upside down cakes, 99 cents. <laughs> 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 that made me go fall a little bit. That's a good one. That, a, that is a good one. You got to think about it. Um, Mona Lisa was framed. <laughs> when I read that, I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, so, should, um, shouldn't it be Mona Lisa is framed? Yes, that's why I think she's still framed, right? Um, <laughs> what about, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, graffiti should be obscene and not heard. <laughs> Again, well played. My job is such a closely guarded secret. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, maybe a lot of people could say that. Yes. You know, in, in all seriousness, um, just a historical reference here, that there were thousands of people who worked on the Manhattan Project, which created the atomic bomb. And very few, if any of those thousands of people, knew what they were working on. They just knew they were doing little nuclear equations and some testing, for, but they had no idea what. Right. So that is a true life example of... My job is so secret, I don't even know what I'm doing. That that's very poignant, man. That that's uh, never thought about that. But can you imagine that being so compartmentalized? You have no idea, right? All right, let me continue. Had to wet mine whistle there. We're all we're all about teaching. We're all about yes. All about learning you things. That book learning. I give my left arm to be ambidextrous. Someone wrote. <laughs> um, now this just sounds like a quote but they swear that it was written on a wall but it is say anyway it says charm is telling someone to go to hell in such a way that they look forward to the trip <laughs> you know i've always and again i, I delve off into seriousness here that uh I think that is the sign of good leadership when you can tell someone something they don't want to hear and they appreciate hearing it. That, yeah, or a very slick salesman. True, that too. But, oh, um, <laughs> excuse me. Be alert. We need lots of alerts. Now, that's the absurd kind of graffiti <laughs> that I appreciate. So what is a lurt 
Is alert <laughs> actually a thing? No, it sounds like something from Dr. Seuss, but <laughs> I, the alerts and the yep, yaps. Um, all right. Now you're going to have to help me with this one. I might be a little bit obtuse on this one. I had this one circled because I need an explanation and I didn't okay. try not to think about it. Every, t every day, 10 people die on bicycle. Six, seriously. Is is bicycle singular? I by is so read it again. Every day, ten people die on a bicycle. Six, seriously. Now, is it saying that just kidding? People, ten people don't die today. It's really six. Is that what they're getting at? Um, I don't know. I, I see don't. that that one stumped me. That one stumped me. Yeah. So Howard here with the. Uh, I saw a sign that said the worst walk I ever took was down the aisle. <laughs> now, now Howard, what did, you certainly wouldn't say that about Danielle, would you? I think she'd have an issue with that. So Savannah said, John uh, asked about the uh, new shirt, new shoes, new service. If she could not uh, go around without pants, uh, he was told that those are optional because some guys wear shorts. So back uh, back at you. There you go. Miss Wilson, uh, speaking of deeper meetings, I bet you're a lobster alludes to Gertrude Stein's a rose is a rose is a rose, which means things are what they are. There's deepness. Yeah. I bet you did not come here tonight expecting to hear Gertrude Stein quoted. Nah, you, you never Thank know you, Miss Wilson. Gonna, never know what you're going to hear on this show. Next there will be a Saki or an O. Henry quote. <laughs> Saki. I don't do bones. <laughs> we, we had a schoolmate that famously... <laughs> When asked to write a poem or read or dissect it, just stood up and said, I don't do Boems, B-O-E-M-S. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was not when you were there, Miss Wilson. That was before. No, that, that was pre-Miss Wilson. Yeah. Joey. Makes a good Joey. Point. You don't hear young baby girls named Gertrude anymore. Yeah, these not many. These names tend to come back around, though. But, you know, like Eunice and Ethel, Gertrude. Flossy. <laughs> I knew you were going to go with the Flossy. <laughs> that has been your go-to for an elderly name for years. Flossy's my favorite old lady name. But I've, I've never run across it. There have to be more. There has to be more than one. There has to be Flossy out there. Because Matt Young, Matt, hello, Matt Young of the world-renowned Hydrostorm band. I don't know if you saw that, Brady. Uh, Matt has created a band along with some other people named Hydrostorm. Even got Kevin Robinson from Channel Five to do a promo for them. It was uh, outstanding. I need to know how you got that done. You yeah, that's pretty that. cool. 
But uh, yeah, he had his little radar up. There's a hydra storm hitting Adams County. It was very intriguing. There you go. Uh, Joey uh, <laughs> Joey says there's a person at his work named Flossie. Get out. Yeah, get Flossie on the show. Tell, tell her it's my favorite. Is she an old lady? <laughs> I don't know what old is. I guess older than me. Yeah. A seasoned citizen. A seasoned citizen, exactly. Um, Continue. Okay. <laughs> this is about... <laughs> now, I, there, I want to say two things about this one. The, I, I appreciate this person's attention to language, and um, but I want to know how in the heck they had time to spell this out quickly and properly while committing an act of graffiti. So here we go. This one says... Dancing is the perpendicular expression of a horizontal desire. <laughs> Especially dancing nowadays. Yeah, really. Um, so, like, you know, it, it is one of those things that, honestly, uh, we've all seen the ones that we can't repeat on here. And those will get people temporarily laughing. But come on, come on. I still remember... Th- 30 years later, a lobster is a lobster is a lobster. Yeah. Or another piece of Moorhead greatness. D- don't worry, Eric. Um, roses are red. Violets are purple. Her smile is sweet like maple circle. <laughs> uh, also near the music building. So I, I guess that's yeah. uh, what music majors do. They're not uh, literature no, majors. It, yeah, it was in the English. It was in the English building. But the thing about that, you know, that had to set some English major that was like the grammar Nazi type. You know, that had to set them on edge. Oh yeah, I'm surprised it lasted on the wall. <laughs> um, this one says, um, "I'm self-employed, and my boss is still a jerk." <laughs> yep. So uh, Joey says Flossie is in her 30s, but he's never met her. But uh, one of his friends knows her. So, yeah. See, I told you these names cycle back around. Maybe it's a maybe it's a family name. Maybe her grandma was named Flossie. Yeah. And we're not breaking any new ground here. But people have said, you know, when we're in our 70s, 80s and 90s, will people think of like Grandma Tiffany and Grandma Madison? And as they're sitting there, oh, that's such an old person name, right, Eunice? Yeah. You know, Grandpa Skyler, <laughs> Great Grandpa Brody, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, and far be it for me to make fun of anyone's first name. I mean, I'm ARIC, so <laughs> what right do I have? What? Well, I mean. My name is pretty full. I, I mean, it's B-R-A-D-Y. There's not a lot that could go wrong with that. But whenever I get a telemarket call from an English as second language people from different continents, I always get is, is Braddy Limming there? <laughs> no, I always say that's the best part of my name. If someone calls and asks if Arik Ficus is there, nope. No one by <laughs> that name. <laughs> It's a rare plant species that only blooms in the jungles of Indonesia, the Arik ficus. <laughs> no, you find it in an Indonesian office building. Yeah, right by Braddy Limming. Um, but 
<laughs> well, I also did something stupid in high school my junior year. So I'm, I'm I Only took one the thing. Well, that's true. Sorry, maybe two, but um, we were we took the ACT, my junior, you know, and you had to fill out when you had to fill out the bubble forms. Yep. For five yeah. years, I would get uh, college literature and other mailings of the educational ilk for Braddock sliming because <laughs> I actually went over to one too far <laughs> and put B R A D X. That's, sounds like a cleaning agent or something, Braddocks. Braddocks. Or maybe a, <laughs> an intestinal distress medication. Oh, Braddocks. My, my, my stomach hurts. I need, need to take my Braddocks. My Braddocks. <laughs> oh, oh man. But anyway, um, okay, j- just to let you know how adept we are here on Play It By Ear, we just spent 30 minutes talking about graffiti yes well probably more so like you know 22 23 but uh 20. still um wait a minute what's that howard mclean and oh my gosh <laughs> uh, howard says uh you are using a gender-based moniker in the future will be grand they or grand them <laughs> well <laughs> I, I, I won't comment on that. I will not comment on it, but it is a very astute observation. It, it is. Um, but we had um, oh shoot, have you ever seen the the, the graffiti like that that somebody loves so and so, and then somebody puts a postscript on it. It's like it just say like Bill loves Heather until Ashley comes around or that they like, they usually like, they put this postscript to it. I've seen some pretty good takes on that. You know, it, it's funny you say that because not about the actual graffiti itself, but you said Bill and Heather, our tech coordinator at Bill uh, at the school is named Bill and his wife is named Heather. That's, that's Ooh, funny, but, weird. Yeah. Just hope, please tell me there's no Ashley that's. <laughs> that Joey. Get... Joey. <laughs> Pronoun jokes. Them never saw they coming. <laughs> again, Joey, I that was not, again, I will not comment. We're having fun with language here, okay? That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what we do here. That's what we are kind of the theme of the night actually it is kind of the theme of the night that's coming right up eric i'll let you go ahead and uh seg into that oh are you done i'm done okay all right that was uh that, that was quick by our standards it's quick by our standards but uh, i was kind of feeling quick it's, it's one of those things to get you thinking it's one we, we're not going to dive into because i had the feeling that this next one we are going to be diving into it big time could be all right so uh, once again visit our website www.playbyyourpodcast.com and uh, you will find uh, many different things about our show no the show's not over joey we're just we're we're in the middle this is halftime uh again you'll find many different things about our show you can order a shirt so if you go to the website click on uh, the store link at the top of the page 
scroll down, click on the picture of the t-shirt, and uh, you can go and buy yourself a play it by ear t-shirt, the softest Please t-shirt do. you will ever own that is not made out of goat hair. <laughs> <laughs> Or armadillo fuzz that's been shaving <laughs> off the armor. Shaven and shorn. <laughs> All right. So, as I said, the uh, linguistics uh, is a theme on the Play It By Your podcast tonight. My topic, and uh, we, we've, we've had many topics on language. Uh, haven't done one in a while. Uh, we did quite a few there at the beginning of our uh, we're episode 110 now. So if you look in the first 30 episodes or so, you'll see a lot of uh, language topics. We haven't done one in a while. So uh, kind of apropos that we've done a couple here tonight. But uh, my topic, and jo- Joey lives in northern Ohio up by Cleveland. We here in southern Ohio are, uh, Cincinnati's a different place in Ohio because it's kind of southern, it's kind of northern, it's kind of midwestern, it's a, not necessarily eastern, but there's all kinds of different things going on as far as culture and language. And so we use a lot of southern language here that other people who are outside of the area may not necessarily understand, uh, but it's kind of woven into how we speak. So my topic Southern phrases that others need a dictionary for. Um, don't play. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, the first one here, and one one thing about Southern people is in in open conversation, they're very polite. Now, whatever they say may not be polite <laughs> at its meaning. <laughs> But uh, they will say words that sound polite upon first blush, but uh, thinking on it later may not be so polite. So my first one here is the quote, aren't you precious? (laughs) As opposed to are you semi-precious, like a lapis lazuli or turquoise? Yeah. Aren't you precious tends to be sarcastic. So those of you who are not attuned to Southern language, uh, if someone says, are you precious? Generally, they're kind of making fun of you. Uh, For example, so you are in conversation. You call someone else dumb. Now, if the one of the other people in the conversation actually thinks you are dumb, they may say something to the effect of, Oh, you called someone dumb. Aren't you precious? <laughs> so, so again, at, at its face, it kind of sounds like a, a, a compliment, but it's really not. It's like, but it's uh, really not. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you should just keep your mouth shut sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the next one. Reckon. The word reckon. We reckon. I reckon. Yes. Uh, We reckon it's time to teach you about the word reckon. (laughs) Uh, If you're having a conversation with someone and you give your thoughts and opinions, there's chances are that the other person will chime in. They kick off their chiming in with, well, I reckon, in most cases, the word reckon would replace the words, 
I'm, I am inclined to believe. I'm inclined to believe, right. So uh, maybe uh, back east, that's what they would say. But in the south, well, I reckon that uh, you are, are, you have no sense in your head. You had no brains in your head or something along those yeah. lines. Because <laughs> um, like reckoning, a reckoning, that means kind of like, you know, a closure or an end, usually bad. Right. So are they saying they're closing up like I reckon, like I'm bringing a reckoning? I wonder where that comes from. I don't know. Uh, and we, we said it takes the place of I believe. It could also take the place of I imagine, I suppose, and I think. So reckon can mean all of those things. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, it's kind of interwoven in how we talk here. It, it's not unusual to hear people say, well, I reckon this or reckon that. but. Uh, you know, people may get addicted to it if they start using it. So, so here's one I haven't heard, and I someone oh, may boy. help me out with this one. C to Christmas, and that's S E E to Christmas. Have you ever heard of that one? Uh, maybe, but I um see to Christmas. Like, if I keep this cough, I might not see to Christmas. Um. I don't know. I'll read the, I'll read the description here. You'd have to have some type of supervision to be able to to see to Christmas. Luckily, that's not what this phrase means. If you're a woman and you go to a family event wearing a skirt that might be a little short, then chances are you might hear this slang. <laughs> <laughs> You think your outfit is perfectly fine until your grandmother sees it. That's when she flares her nostrils, slightly offended at the length of your skirt, and says she can see to Christmas. <laughs> All that means is that your garment might be a little too revealing. <laughs> oh, I'm going to read. Like, they could see the mistletoe or... <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I or or uh, oh my gosh! I meant to say, <laughs> or, uh, yeah. I like. I can't even think of why Christmas. I, it's at the end of the why year. Not, I don't. I, I don't know. New Year's. See, I think be I could see the New Year's because that would be applicable, whatever time of year it was. Yeah. But, I don't know. So, just throwing that out there. So, uh, audience is chiming in. Uh, uh, Becky chimes in with Nary Airy, buddy. <laughs> I've, what? I've heard that one. I've heard that one before. Never anybody, I believe, is what that is supposed to mean. But ah. Nary Airy, buddy. Yeah. Uh, as a tie into the first one we talked about, uh, aren't you precious? Bless your heart. Uh, also, a kind of a another phrase that can be used in similar fashion. If someone says "bless your heart," uh, usually with a tap on the cheek, like "bless your yeah. heart," or yeah. a little tap, little tap on the head, "bless your heart." Uh, yeah, Miss Wilson says, uh, "I read, I, I thought I reckon is like I figure." So yeah, all those different things together. All right, so here's another one I haven't heard: being ugly. Huh? Being ugly. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Unpleasant. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, like, so, now stop saying things like that. There's no point of being ugly with everybody. Right. Uh, yeah. So, my my mother says that. Well, yeah. So your your mother is from Ripley, which is on the Ohio River. A lot of... Uh, yeah. You know, in our particular county, there's a lot more southern slang probably in uh, Ripley, uh, Ripley language than even northern part of the county here. Yeah. So, yeah, you probably hear, hear some things down there that you wouldn't hear up here necessarily. But so being ugly, um, if you're being <laughs> ugly, you're being you're acting unacceptably. Yeah, that, man, that may be uh, similar to when you get hungry and you start to have an attitude with people. That's when you're being ugly. You know, we sometimes might use the word hangry uh, with that. <laughs> ugly. <laughs> uh, so uh, Howard says he's heard being ugly. It's a Kaiser thing. It's his wife's maiden name. All right. The next one. I, I have heard this one. Pretty as a peach. Yes. Yes. Right, I'm sure one. uttered by a southerner in a seersucker or white linen suit. Sure. You're pretty. I'll say you're pretty as a peach. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> so sounding like Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, yeah. So sometimes a woman might look dashing to the eye, and you wish to compliment her. Sure, a simple "you look nice" or "how beautiful" can suffice. But in the South, there's a different phrase. She looks pretty as a peach. Obviously but there's always that possibility that underneath, she's the pits. Ha ha ha. Now, I, I don't know if there's any connection here, but the peach emoji elicits <laughs> a, a connotation. <laughs> I won't go into it, but I don't know if it ties into this little phrase or not. But, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Uh, the next one uh, I've used myself uh quite a bit actually hissy fit oh yeah <laughs> go ahead eric uh so this phrase i don't know if it's really totally southern i think it's probably more widespread than just that but uh you ever seen a young kid throw a temper tantrum you, you say they're throwing a hissy fit my mother if she is listening <laughs> Um, once the, 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 the spare bedroom that used to be my sister's bedroom for my nieces and nephews and Randlin and everybody, it, she said, now don't, if they would get put in timeout, she would send them to the hiss fit room. <laughs> it's so there, there is a hiss fit room. <laughs> Have you ever thought about what a hiss fit is? Uh, no. It cats, you know, like when they're... <laughs> That's what a hiss fit that's, is, isn't that's, it? That's, that's that's true. That's true. I never thought about it. I just thought about that right this second. Well, I mean, I I've never heard that's where it comes from, but makes they, sense, it, doesn't it? It makes perfect sense. All right, uh, Howard. Uh, opposite of pretty as a peach is uglier than a mud fence. I've heard, heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's practical because a mud fence would not be appealing to the eye. <laughs> Looked like you had an ant problem. <laughs> Uh, Rodney, welcome. Uh, plum crazy, he says. That's that is another one. Plum crazy, nectarine plum, nuts. <laughs> plum crazy. All right. So, uh, is someone in your life getting a little too cocky? You may call them too big for their britches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now, I honestly, in thinking about this one, I don't know. Um, I mean, is, is having tight pants like is is that a, a point of being too proud? I mean, I, I think if my pants are tight, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> if my pants are too tight, I'm just uncomfortable, <laughs> which would lead to a hiss fit. <laughs> and yes, Mother Liming is listening. Uh, she says, yes, a few of them ended up in that hiss fit room. That was their <laughs> hiss fit room. Uh, Linda, mom, when Brady was young. Was Brady ever sent to the... I was without room? hiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were not hiss free. I've seen you have hissy fit. <laughs> All right. So uh, Southerners uh, typically typically call their undergarments and pants britches. <laughs> if you hear the phrase, you're too big for your britches, that doesn't mean you're overweight at all, unless the person is disrespectful. Instead, it means someone might be getting ahead of themselves. Again, I don't know how that ties in. I think I, I just figured it out. Tell me. So, okay, hold on. I might have had the opposite logic crud. Okay. Well, maybe it's like a child that is trying to act like an adult and pull rank. But wouldn't they be too small for their britches? No, because they're out punching their weight class. They're out bridgesing their britch size. But I thought they were trying to wear adult britches. Correct. Correct. So they're trying to wear an adult one, which makes them too big for the ones that are age appropriate for them. Are you following? No, I think okay. it's the opposite. They would be too small for the adult britches. No, no, but they're prog- they think that they belong in adult britches, but they're in infant britches or smaller britches. So you are too big for your britches, which means like you are delusional in the clout that you carry. I don't see it, but I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll give you your right to that logic. I, I don't see it. I, I need a flow chart. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that does call for a flow chart. All right, the next one. Uh, this is this is a classic from my dad. Oh right? no, I have not missed. I <laughs> yeah right. Um. So uh, Miss Wilson confirms your thoughts about the Bridgets. like i said i don't see it but you can't you can't see me from the waist down but if you could i have my left hand on my hip and my left foot perched above a barrel and i'm striking that captain morgan you're you're extremely too large for your britches right now (laughs) all right so again this next one is a classic from my father uses it quite a bit um I've used it upon occasion. Full as a tick. <laughs> uh, we all know that feeling of getting too full after eating a delicious meal. <laughs> you feel it even more if it's a home cooked meal because who cooks better than your parents? Your belly's on the verge of blowing up. So what do you say? I'm as full as a tick. Should they include the rest of it? I'm as full as a tick that's actually become engorged off a femoral artery or something. <laughs> or those I'm, as really... full, I'm as full as a tick that just gave someone Lyme disease. <laughs> oh. If you don't live in tick country, uh, after they enjoy a healthy dose of blood, they can quickly balloon up. 
might not be the most inviting thing to visualize, but is accurate. It is a is a valid analogy. But... <laughs> All right. So uh, this next one, again, probably a little bit more widespread than uh, just the South. <laughs> Hold your horses. <laughs> Restrain thy equines. <laughs> that obviously does not mean to go to the barn and grab your equines. Uh, common phrase that might uh, throw you off guard. Yeah, you're, but very simply, if you got the got the horses running out of control, you're going very fast. Pull the reins, hold the horses, slow down. Don't get anxious. Don't be impatient. Simmer down, sea bass. <laughs> Simmer down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sea bass. Uh, all right. So here's the next one. Again. I use this one uh, quite a bit myself, although I I say a little bit longer version than this. Um, the quote here is, if the creek don't rise. Now, what I generally say is, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. You, now, you're making a face like you've never heard that. I don't if, think I have. If, if you've never heard that, I, I just cannot believe it. Uh, all right, so someone says to you, have a good day, all right? And you say, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, because the creek rising is a bad thing. So I'm going to have a good day, Lord willing, Okay. and the creek don't rise. That sounds like it should be cloud. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Yeah. It's kind of got that feel to it. Yeah. A little Southern gospel feel to it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll kind of read the description here. There's a picture of two gentlemen look like they're sitting in a park, maybe playing checkers or something. Um, say they meet every Tuesday at the same time, but one of them wishes to do something on the upcoming Thursday. The other might have plans at uh, that night with his nephew, but isn't in stone yet. That's when he'll say, well, Jim, if the Creek don't rise, I'll be there. It's just slang for, we'll see what I can do. So that's a little bit different variation of what I'm thinking. That's totally two different. It is. And I didn't read the description until I just did right there. But uh, yeah, I I don't use it that way, but I can see the, (laughs) I can see the purpose, (laughs) but uh, the Creek don't rise can change your plans. (laughs) I guess that's uh, that's what that means. What if there's a drought? Well, then that's okay. But it arises yeah. from nothing. That would be okay. So we're get, we got to go into the metrics of what kind of creek, what kind of creek bank. Okay. So now, <laughs> so now I'm going to get off on the tangent. <laughs> so, and I think we probably mentioned this on this show before, but uh, we had a uh, classmate in elementary school who tried to argue the point that a creek and a crick were two different types of waterways that a crick was smaller than a creek and, and a crook that- is smaller still <laughs> i mean even in third grade i said no nah, that doesn't make sense no that, that, that false <laughs> <laughs> vray ufo Fo. <laughs> that was later on in the educational career all right so uh next and Brady, I know you have some background on this word. You've probably shared before. Uh, the ever popular Southern term that they like to use against us Northern folk, 
you're a Yankee. <sighs> so, Brady, you can give the background or etymology of this word. Uh, yeah, well, not the etymology, but I could tell you about my experience with it. Is that what you're referring to? Well, yeah, go ahead with that, but I, I, I'll, I'll oh, tell you what you, yeah. I, yeah, I know what you're you, talking you about. Know the etymology of this word. So okay, ahead. I do know the etymology of the word, but first off, but before I thought you were talking about the time, like we went to the same, my family went to the same place every summer in St. Augustine, Florida to uh, on vacation every year. And there were regulars, just like, you know, same people, same time. But there was a group of Georgia Utes that referred to me as a Yankee on more than one occasion. Like, legit. It was a pejorative, like, big time. Like, like you know, well, you Yankees. And, and it's like something from a bad TV show, but I it happened to me. <laughs> well, now, what if you were called a carpetbagger? That'd been worse yet. <laughs> <laughs> a carpet bagger that that's only if i would go there and try to take over the homeowners association or something <laughs> where we stayed but <laughs> that carpet bagger all right so why, why is everything sounding like foghorn <laughs> <laughs> so since we're all about teaching and learning on this show uh, a carpet bagger was a person from the north after the civil war who had moved to the south trying to uh basically make exploit. money exploit yes good word uh, exploit the uh reconstructing southerners um through different schemes and scams and such so they are oh. not held in very high regard oh i guess i gotta tell the etymology now yes you gotta tell the etymology. okay so the sorry getting all the history and social studies geeky don't tune out i promise it's kind of cool um but anyway the uh the british after they took over New York, you know, in the 1600s, um, they had an unflattering term for the Dutch settlers that founded it. And because of their fondness for cheese, they would call the Dutch in a, in an insulting way, kind of like redneck, but it was a John cheese. And uh, so John cheese was an insult. And then um, the, the Dutch picked it up. And when they figured it out, they would throw it right back at them. And that's where it became Jan Kies, yeah, which was the Dutch for John Cheese. So that you know, Paul Harvey told this story. It has to be true. Absolutely. So anyway, so the New York John Cheeses. Yes. All right. Next one. Over yonder. Use that one up on occasion. Yeah. So what's that over there? Over where? Over yonder. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used yonder in a not trying to be funny way. True. Yeah, I, I've never used yonder seriously. <laughs> and if I do use yonder, I have to do the exaggerated over yonder. You know, like you're like a song. Horn Leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I'll say over yonder. <laughs> uh. Uh, the word yonder might not be a phrase you're used to, but using the correct context, it isn't tough to decipher. You know, you know over over there. Yeah. A friendly point attached to the phrase uh, to aid in which direction to where yonder is. So you point as you say yonder. <laughs> <laughs> that generally helps the situation. 
All right. Here's another one. I don't know, again, if this is kind of limited to the South. Maybe that's where it got its start. Barking up the wrong tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're barking up the wrong tree, uh, you basically have the wrong idea about something. No, no, no. That's not right. You're barking up the wrong tree. Uh, I'm assuming this is based upon, like, coon hunting dogs. Hunting, yes. Fox yeah. hunting and coon hunting. But if it was fox hunting, it would be like, y'all barking up the wrong tree. Because it would be uh, the but, British kind. To, but, I mean, fox, they don't scamper up trees, do they? No, they don't, actually, now that I think about it. So I, I think it would have to be a coon hunting dog. Get them raccoons. Yeah, my dad was a coon hunter, and I, I went a few times. It really wasn't my gig. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eric, there yeah. are a few places I think I could see. I would sooner see you in a rocking chair at a quilting bee before I saw you coon hunting. <laughs> it, it, it's bad. I mean, uh, to go out at night dressed up in like jeans and all that with boots on like wading boots and walking through creeks and up and down hills and chasing dogs around it it's just not my i mean people there are people Sounds like, like my like, morning and pepper gets off the leash <laughs> I, uh, some people like that all power to them but not really my gig um so yeah i, I would guess uh, barking up the wrong tree like i said i don't know of any other animals that are tree that could, that's the terminology it's used by <laughs> maybe the dog is treeing the coon well it could be treeing a cat too i guess but we don't have to think the the dog could just be incorrect about which tree the cat went up so it is barking up the wrong tree could very well be the dog has made an error if you think i'm going to give you a hundred dollars then you're barking up the wrong tree (laughs) what would somebody (laughs) What somebody do if you said that and they just dropped it all fours and start going? <laughs> How disturbing would that be? <laughs> I might have to I, give them the hundred dollars. I, 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 I triple dog dare you to do that. To somebody. <laughs> all right, the next one. Uh, again, I've used the word never in a serious way. Caddy wampus. And I think this is one of the words we talked about early on in the we, in the show because there was another another term you used. Uh, and again, this is uh, your your mother used the word, and I think she uh, heard that actually in, in her it, youth in Ripley. Doug's mother is the Doug's. one that brought up Caddy Wampus, and I've not heard of that. I've heard of Caddy Cornered. So that I think that's what we we talked about this in a previous episode back in the day. Is there a difference between being caddy cornered or caddy wampus, and what qualifies as a wampus? <laughs> well, now there's also caddy corner and kitty corner, but my there wife, is no kitty wampus. Well, no, my wife uses the term kitty corner. Yeah, I don't know if that's a northern thing. Or is what. it K-I-T-T-Y, like a kitty corner, or a yes. K-I-D-D-I-E that's a kitty corner? No, K-I-T-T-Y. Okay. It's in a cat. Well, now here's the interesting that the, uh, referring back to another episode, there was a high school with the unusual nickname, the Wampus Cats. Yes. So do the Wampus Cats put their opponent, Catty Wampus? Catty Wampus, yes. 
So right. what is a wampus? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know uh, what swampus is. <laughs> is that related to swamp ass? <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, when you first read this word and you hear it, you might be thinking it's ridiculous. The more you say it, however, you want to indulge it even more because it sounds so fun. Uh, cattywampus has nothing to do with cats. It means that something is sideways or out of sorts. If you have a painting in your living room and it tilts a little to the right, a southerner will say it's quite cattywampus <laughs> and you should straighten it. <laughs> oh. And I, again, I don't know what a wampus is. And this has nothing to do with cats. So I don't know. You get a hold of us, you go to wampus. All right. So here, here's the next one. Um, I've heard this in a different iteration, which probably doesn't uh, meet our TV 14 standards. <laughs> Caught you mid drink. You did. Uh, so th this this iteration of the quote is sweating more than a sinner in church. <laughs> now again, I've heard different different versions of this. Uh, speaking of the oldest profession and a uh, term used by a practitioner of such that uh, this practitioner of the oldest profession is in church sweating, but this particular version sweating more than a sinner in church now we're all sinners doing you sweat in church but all right so uh the sun can be rude to the inhabitants of the earth we didn't ask for it to feel like we're slowly descending into the pit of an active volcano maybe the air conditioner just broke or it's the hottest day of the summer and you're stuck inside in any of those scenarios you will be sweating more than a sinner in church that is a southern phrase that implies those who do no good feel the heat when they go to church. Hence, you know, the uh, yeah. practitioner of the world's oldest profession. Miss Wilson's bringing the information. She is. Uh, her hometown was famous for the national coon dog trials. So did any of those coon dogs ever succeed? That's the question. Or were they feeling guilty or not guilty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fido, you've been charged with being a coon dog. <laughs> I'm Guilty. the house fan. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> uh, she also uh, says that Caddy Corner and Kitty Corner are directional, but Caddy Wampus is all goofed up. So, yeah. Please, please put the please put the end table kitty cornered. But if you don't, it'll be catty wampus. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I see where you're going there. Yeah. Hey, uh, that cat that uh, coffee table is catty wampus. Put it at the kitty corner. <laughs> All right. The next one again. I'm not sure that this is uh, directly attached to the South. I think uh, this is probably more widespread. Till the cows come home. All right. So you may not own a farm. Most of us don't. But the phrase till the cows come home can still apply to you. If someone who usually takes a long time tells you he or she will be right back deep down, you know, that's not the case. You'll be waiting till the cows come home for that person. Southern phrase implies that your wait time won't be short. 
and that you should be prepared to do something else in the meantime. So the cows were, do you think they were a carousing sort that they didn't know when to come home? Like there was one particular bunch of cows that would just not come back, or is this a problem in general with cattle? Or was this a an intelligence issue or lack thereof? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah, again, I think that uh, particular phrase is used well outside the South as well. Uh so yeah, Miss Wilson, those dogs barked up a lot of trees. What is your hometown? I did. It's I, Defiance, I, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, and, uh, up north somewhere, isn't it? That, for those who are not from Ohio, there's a town called Defiance. So we, we weren't chastising her on not coming <clears throat> the information. <laughs> yes, I, I defy you to uh, go to Defiance. <laughs> what about the temperament of those original settlers? Were that's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were they were oppositional defiant. <laughs> don't put it down the road for immunity. <laughs> oh no, no, no. She she's from Kenton. Oh, Kenton. That's right. That's right. Uh home home of the mocks, Ben Mock and uh Maddie Mock, the two leading yardage quarterbacks in Ohio High School Athletic Association history. Dad gun. There's, there's there's a little one for you. Uh Ben Mock played for the UC Bearcats a few years back. Yep. Like I said, we're all about learning here and teaching and learning. <laughs> all right. So next one. I don't know if I've ever used or used this one. I don't know if I've ever heard this one. No bigger than a minnow in a fish pond. Okay. I know minnows by nature are supposed to be small, but like what of the fish pond is like two feet wide. I think it's relative to the size of the body of water. All right, so uh, Harish like, Pond. Harish. Fist Pond. Fist Pond. <laughs> uh, Southerners like metaphors and euphemisms. Uh, this phrase is pretty straightforward, but could be confusing. If you're telling a story and need to describe something small, what would you say? If you're from the South, you would say it was no bigger than a minnow in a fish pond. The goal when fishing is to get something of decent size. When you reel in some of those minnows that pale in comparison to the bass. So, yeah. Uh, Miss Wilson's first year teachings, first teaching years were in defiance. The place, not an attitude. <laughs> Was there defiance in your classroom in defiance? That's the question. All right, here's the next one. Uh, I certainly would think that this probably started in the South, but again, has more widespread than that. Three sheets to the wind. So I I have not read the description of this, but I believe it refers to a sailboat. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Meaning they're going full speed yeah. to the deep. Right. Right. All right. So if you've gotten drunk before, more than likely this phrase could have applied to you. When you've had one too many drinks, but you swear to your friends that you'll be fine, they may not agree. Ten minutes later, you're standing on the bar asking for the bartender's number. You for sure had too much alcohol, and the phrase three sheets to the wind certainly applies. Uh, the phrase has nautical roots, but is used commonly in the South today. A sheet is a rope that is unmoored and is flailing about wildly in the wind, <laughs> just like a drunk person. I did not know that part. I, I did I, not. I thought the sheet was the sail. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just learned something there. Yeah, it should have been free sheets to the wind. Yes. But if you got three ropes flailing around, I mean, that's probably not a good yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. The next phrase is great warning for those who are unaware. And again, this, I believe, is used outside of the South as well as in the South. Madder than a wet hen. <laughs> have you ever encountered a wet hen, Brady? I have not. <laughs> Moist, uh, dry, or wet—none. I have not. I, yeah, I I encounter hens not too much. So, um, but the ones you probably encountered have been dry, not wet. Yes. And I, I guess chickens generally do not have water near their pen, or they are not coop. a waterfowl. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not near their coop. All right. Coop. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so if you hear a little in this phrase generally applies to women uh madder than wet hen you shouldn't press any of her buttons if you hear that if she's, she's referred to that no telling what she's capable of doing when enraged so are wet roosters like equally as belligerent i don't know <laughs> hell hath no fury like a woman scorned <laughs> would really make him really mad say hell hath no fury like a wet hen all right, so uh, many of us have heard this next one. Do you really know what it means? Uh, again, I've used this never in a serious manner. <laughs> uh, there are people who use it in a serious manner, however. Fixin' to. Yes. Has anyone ever told you to do something that you've already planned on doing? Happens all the time. Uh generally happens with a spouse or when you were younger, your parents. Uh, you you want to respond to that, you say, I'm fixing to. I'm getting ready to. I'm fixing to do the dishes and go on a six-mile run. I'm... I, I can't remember if it was... If, it, if a true Southerner is saying it, it must be uh, a let-off with a I'm a... I'm a fixing to, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, apostrophes or no apostrophes or just I am a. Is there I, I am apostrophe a or I am a. I, I, I don't know. Yes. Until I'm a Jones married Mr. Fixin and then. <laughs> <laughs> and became I'm a Fixin. <laughs> the reason I said that, that there and this is confirmed uh, a family friend of ours worked in Kentucky in it at a bank and there was an i'm a pig <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awful yeah it'd be awful yeah yeah all yeah, right yeah. here's here's another one uh certainly you hear it in the south quite a bit uh i believe it's probably used outside of there as well a mind too like you've got the brain in the head to think of something to like I've got a mind to put a security camera in after my house got robbed. Like that kind of deal. I have a mind to go to Tom's house to help him work on his car, but I'm not sure when. So I'm thinking about it. Don't know when I'm going to do it, but it's in my, it's in my thoughts. Oh. If I ever say I got a mind to be very, very afraid. <laughs> All right, so here's another one you hear quite a bit around here, and I again, I'm sure outside of the South as well. Piddle. 
You're piddling around. You're procrastinating. You're doing things slower than you need to. You're yep. lazy. You're piddling around. Piddling. Piddling. D- is that like a um another euphemism which is close to does it mean like urinating? Like well, I've piddled. Heard u- I've heard it used, I think, as urinating. Do you have to piddle? Did you piddle? Or the dog piddled on the floor. <laughs> so if one is piddling around, are they yes. whizzing around, you know, like indiscriminately? Is that what it yeah. taking your time because you're urinating in the lawn? You're piddling around. Piddling around. <laughs> All right. Never Next parsed one. the piddle before. <laughs> Next one again, uh, here fairly commonly around here, uh, probably in other places as well. Happy as a pig in mud. <laughs> I've also heard a different iteration of that, <laughs> which Slop. makes you question no, um, feces. <laughs> Happier than a pig in squat. Right. So, Brady, you are the uh, the zoologist of our little group here. Why do pigs waller around in mud? There's another southern word, waller around. Uh, I, I can tell you. Because pigs sunburn, like yeah. legit. And they have thin hairs. So yeah. they have nothing to keep their, you know their top side from becoming bacon. So they roll around in the mud to cool and block the sun's light from their skin. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I also, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pigs don't sweat. Do they? Um, like part of rolling around in the mud is to cause evaporation to cool themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're correct. I, I know dogs don't sweat, but I, I think pigs do not perspire either. Did I actually just stump you on a zoology issue? You did. I, I know this, but I have forgotten this. Hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, why are pigs happy in mud? That's why. Uh, so if someone says happy as a pig in mud, that means they're ecstatic. They're, they're as happy as they can be. All right. So here's another dog phrase. Or dog won't hunt. Um, you you hear this phrase that dog won't hunt. Is it meaning that the dog is a not so good intellect, or is it just saying the dog is lazy and won't get off the porch? The the dog is lazy. The dog that will not work. That idea will not work. Your that dog will not hunt. So his job is to go find raccoons, <laughs> birds, and other small animals. And if the dog will do that, <laughs> yes, pheasants. Yeah, if that dog won't hunt, dog is lazy. Dog will not work. All right, here's one. I'm not sure if I've ever used it in a serious way. I'm tending to think I haven't. <laughs> if I had my druthers. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> so there was a restaurant when we were young <laughs> called Druthers. It replaced the uh, the Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, yes. Which was a bee mascot. No, yeah, no, it wasn't Dairy Queen, was it? It was Dairy... 
Burger Queen. Burger Queen. Burger Queen, yes. Yes, there Sorry, is a Dairy Queen. Yeah, yes. not DQ. BQ. Yeah. BQ. Burger Queen, yes. The other which Burger a, Monarch. Which... <laughs> And I seems like I remember when we were young and the Burger Queen went in at Georgetown and it, it was miscommunicated. Hey, they're getting a Burger King in Georgetown. No, I know. A Burger oh. Queen. <laughs> it was like the, uh, <laughs> it was like the generic. Oh, McDonald's and McDowell's. <laughs> <laughs> we have the exactly. golden arcs. <laughs> so Our Burger they, Monarch has the whoopee. Or the whooper. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Burger Queen. I don't. I guess it was across maybe the whole company. I but, don't know how many Burger Queens there were in the world, but to change its name to Druthers, and the catchphrase was Brady. I'd rather starve. <laughs> maybe that's what we said, but the catchphrase. <laughs> I'd rather go to Druthers rest, restaurant. Yeah, that that's when in third or fourth grade at Druthers in Georgetown, I had a fly frozen in my ice cube, <laughs> and and you would you would consume Druthers no more after that. Uh, you know, and I would have been little. I mean, we're we're talking pre fifth grade when the switch happened, but I do remember thinking Burger Queen was much better than Druthers. So uh, the two worst restaurant fails in your life have been the fly frozen in your in your ice cube at Druthers, and the uh, the ashy Boston Shake. Boston Shake. <laughs> or not to be confused with the many times where I order a quarter pounder of cheese plain, <laughs> and it'll have some kind of white death put on it, some kind of. Ick now, on the, it. The, the quarter pounder with cheese did not have white death on it. it okay. Had ketchup and mustard. Uh, there was no mayo on a quarter pounder with cheese. That is correct, Miss Wilson. There used to be a Druthers in West Union as well. And when it went in the local restaurant, owners were very upset. So, yeah. I don't know if Druthers was any more well received in West Union than it was in Georgetown. All right, so uh, if I had my druthers means if I had my way. So if I had my druthers, I would do this. My rathers. Yes, yes. My I would rathers. My... Yes. If I had my druthers, I'd be a millionaire. So if I had my druthers, this party would be over and I'd be <laughs> dead. All right. <laughs> Here's another one. And again, I think probably outside the South, but you certainly do hear it quite a bit around here. And I think I do use this in a serious way. All get out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm as hungry as all get out. <laughs> what is getting out of where? <laughs> so this, this is the ultimate. This is the extreme. I'm as hungry <laughs> as I can be. I'm as hungry as all get out. <laughs> or it's hot as all get out. And anything can be all get out. That concert was as good as all get out. <laughs> Well, girl, what an that absurd girl, that girl is as attractive as all get out anything can be as all not get some out. get out all, all get, get out. out yes it's the maximum it's the ultimate it's the <laughs> oh this next one I, I, I've already, I looked and I just I got sidetracked in my brain and again I've used this term I've not used it in seriousness gumption <laughs> 
I love the word gumption. <laughs> uh the word gumption has been used by many people, originated in the South. What do you think gumption means, Brady? I mean, I know how it's used. It your get up and go or your motivation. Yes. They don't have the gumption to get up and move their lazy butt off the porch. <laughs> now, according to this, gumption, if someone tells you you have gumption, it means you are bold and courageous. I, I never really took it that way. I'm, I'm like, no, you, know, you are, you are not lazy. You are willing to, you have gumption to go and do anything or you don't have the gumption, which means you're a, a, a lout. You're, you're laying there. You're a laggard, a sluggard, <laughs> anything with the erd on the end of it. Uh, um, now, gumption is generally not used in a negative way. I mean, it's generally positive, but it can be used in a negative way. Pa. I've mostly heard it in a negative way. <laughs> well, because we, we use it in, in jest, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, if, if you were to, on this next one, if you were to give a prototypical Southern phrase, now I'm, I'm going to ask you the question. Aside from the ones we've already gone through here, if I were to ask you, Brady, what is the prototypical Southern phrase that is, it could be a uh, something that uh, is thought to be very Southern, but it's not something everyone necessarily uses. But uh, Y'all? You, that's a good one. Not this one, though. Think again. I, I'm guessing you get it within the first two or three guesses. Oh, you got me on the spot, man. Well, okay. I, I will give you one word. This is not part of the phrase, but I'll say the word and I bet you get it. Okay. Well. <laughs> th okay. Th think, think of foghorn leghornish. Well. Ah, oh, sorry. I, oh, well, I do declare <laughs> without, without the do. Yeah. I declare. I do declare. All right. So all, always at the beginning of a sentence, I declare, I do declare. <laughs> I, I, say, I do declare. You can basically use it in any sentence, but what it means is you strongly close in the boys nest. <laughs> You strongly believe in whatever it is you're talking about. I do declare it is really hot today. I do declare that's <laughs> some good chicken you've cooked. It means it's really good chicken. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. I, I think this is this one is probably really southern. I've never heard it used around here. Uh, probably because this particular crop is not grown around here. Living in high cotton. <laughs> Ever heard that one? The God's high. I know what else crop there room beside of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the cash crop now. <laughs> yeah. Living so, in high cotton. So what do you think that means? I've never heard this. So I'm going to guess if the cotton is high, it means it's a good crop. And if it's a good cotton crop, you're wealthy. So it's kind of like living high on the hog. 
Well done. So if someone says you're living in high cotton, that means they are feeling financially secure or wealthy. So if you move to a new job, you get a raise. I'm living well, in I high cotton. Well, I in high cotton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Here, Here's another one. Definitely a Southern phrase. Not necessarily used totally in the South. Hush your mouth. <laughs> I'll see. Um, Pretty self-explanatory. Yes, because shut up would be very impolite for Southern. So hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. Put a sock in it. <laughs> be quiet. Clothesline orifice. Yes, exactly. Uh, generally, you've heard that one somewhere. So uh, here's this next one. Uh, the title of a famous play. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Like they go, bam, bam. <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah. What, 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 what does that mean to you? Cat on a hot tin roof. Nervous. Yes. <laughs> Anxious, sketchy, nervous. So if cat's on a hot tin roof, it's like Ooh. cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> yes, that too. Or sweating like a doggy that ate a peach pit. <laughs> That's. Never heard that one. You've never heard that one? Never heard that one. Um, I was listening to a podcast by a famous wrestling personality, Jim Cornette. <laughs> he said that one time. I'm nervous as a dog eating peach seeds. <laughs> I'm like, or peach pits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, here, here's the next one. I do use this myself probably quite a bit. Not in a funny way, in a serious way. Stomping grounds. <laughs> yes. Back in my old stomping grounds. Yes. Back where you used to live, back where you used to go to college, back where you used to work, back where you, whatever. It's where you used to be. What you used to be considered yes. home. My old stomping I, I, grounds. I, yeah, and we've said that unironically, unfunny. Like, like we, we've said that. And that might be one of the more Southern things we say. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, very unironic. It's part of the lexicon around here. All right. Next one. Can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. <laughs> I disagree with that statement. You're going to need silk in a sow's ear, but it could be done. <laughs> but if you don't it could be, have the silk, you don't have the, the you don't have the silk. You yeah. Make. It should you say as difficult to make if you're short on materials, <laughs> which makes it verbose. <laughs> All right. So, uh, again, this is uh, an insult that is couched as something that's not an insult. Uh, basically, it's saying someone doesn't have any taste in clothing. So, uh, yeah. Have tacky clothes. Kim, well, no, I, I've also heard it like, well, once again, it's. Um, porcine and it like it's like putting lipstick on a pig yes it's kind of like you can't make you know a purse silk purse from a sow's ear uh I've, I've heard uh you can't make a diamond out of dog feces <laughs> <laughs> i've not heard that one you've never heard that one i swear i've used that with you 
I now I'm gonna have to look that up because I'm sure dog feces has some carbon in it, and under the right amount of pressure. Gosh, I've only been teaching a, science for five weeks, and this is the way I'm thinking. For about a 10 million years, you probably yeah. All right, well, I think that'll round it up for the time <laughs> being. Um, <laughs> always fun to talk about the language. Like I said, we haven't done it in a while. and uh, Yeah, um, I was just telling somebody today, about, like we mentioned this before, that Brown County Fair is next week in a, a local coll- colloquialism is it's going to be fair weather next week. And it truly is. Well, so, I mean, fair weather could mean any number of things, really. I mean, to be well, honest. no, but around here, fair weather means Coolish. about sixty-eight degrees. Fallish. You don't have to bundle up too much, but get like make sure to break that light jacket at night. Right. Might break into some hot cider or hot yaklet. <laughs> there you go. All right. That'll round us out. Like uh, Brady said earlier, we chances are we're going to take next week off. If if we pull something together, we've talked about some different things. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we're able to pull them together or not. But uh, if we do, you'll be the first to know. If we're taking the week off, you'll know about that as well. And so we don't have to pay vendors fees. If you see me and I'm wearing a book bag, if I'm wearing a book bag on my back, hit me up. I will. I probably have play by your t-shirts in to sell you. There you go. All right. Anything else for the good of the order? No, sir. I see. No, sir. <laughs> I see. All right. Uh, as always, the audio version of the show will come out on uh, Friday morning, 3 a.m. Uh, you can find that uh, on most any platform. You can find an audio uh, podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. Anchor FM.FM is our uh, main source of that uh, audio podcast. Video, you can find it on uh, our YouTube channel if you search Play It By Your Podcast. You can also watch video on Spotify now, so if you're inclined to do that. Also, Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. Twitch. Uh, Social media, our Facebook page will also archive our uh, Facebook Live here. Uh, Twitter, at Play It By Your Pod 2. Instagrams, uh, all those links are on our website, www.playitbyyourpodcast.com. And... Uh, if you want to interact via email, admin at playitbyyourpodcast.com. If you'd like to leave a voice message for us to be included in the podcast, click the link at your podcast provider. There will be, uh, on, for example, on the iHeartRadio app, there is a talkback button, which looks like a microphone. You can leave a voice message in that manner. All righty. Brady, take us out, my brother. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.